Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, it is time for the first official day, I guess, day one and day two recap of Summer Game Fest. This is what would normally be our E3 coverage, but again, this is no E3 this year. Talk is back next year. Who knows? I'm flying solo for this. Ken should be with me for the Microsoft showcase, and then probably the uh, the recap of everything. Hopefully, we'll get Birdman on. I know he's. Still recovering, obviously fairly early on, only a few weeks into his recovery from bariatric surgery. So he's not likely to be keeping up to date with everything. He'll get the highlights and maybe have his feedback for some of that. Uh, if he's not going to actually appear on the program, I'll make sure that I get his pointers of anything that he thought was cool. But uh, yeah, so what we're doing here is, it, it, like in previous years, uh, we've done extensive coverage of each individual showcase. This year is pretty weak overall. Um, actually weaker than the beginning of the pandemic. Like 2020, we had the advantage of a lot of games were already in the can or getting prepped. Like when the pandemic hit in March, that's around the time that people are getting their trailers ready for June and their announcements. So it wasn't too bad. It was a little hodgepodge. And then last year, everything was spread out so long because of all the delays, but there was still a solid amount of some games that were delayed from the previous year. So we had that and then some, you know, CGI trailer announcements uh, that were available right away, but not showing any gameplay, which ultimately were disappointing, but still exciting to see what's being worked on. This year is pretty, pretty slim. Um, I mean, so far we've had uh, the talk we did on the Sony one and that <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. That Sony one was pretty good, but no first-party titles. And we're probably not going to see any first-party titles for a few weeks. Like, I don't think we're getting much here. Maybe, no, we're not going to get much because, I mean, it was going to be, if anything, at the at the Summer Game Fest, which is not a kickoff show. Apparently, that was the whole show this time. But, yeah, so we're going to compress what happened on Thursday and what happened today on Friday into one quick sort of recap show. It's not going to be long. 
it's just going to go over what was revealed and then my personal thoughts on some of it. Um, as you can tell, I'm probably more disappointed here than I've been in previous. I was actually pretty angry. I, I'll start out by saying I didn't think after watching the Summer Game Fest showcase that it needed to exist. It, there could have been a couple individual trailers from it shown randomly or through a Sony uh, showcase or a Microsoft one. And it didn't need to exist other than to justify keeping the show in existence, I guess. But it was... Jeff Keighley did a pretty... It was pretty telling when he's like, keep your expectations tempered. And all. He knows there's going to be backlash. There's going to be people that are excited for some of the stuff that was shown here. But Keeley's a gamer and he knows he knows the market. He knows the audience. He knew what he was presenting was a shit show. Overall, quite shit. And he was doing his best to try to grin and bear it. Um, but regardless, let's get into what happened. So the first thing that was shown was it was the the Summer Game Fest showcase, which was two hours, which could have been condensed to a 30-minute show. And if it was a 30-minute show, I would have been okay with it. Uh, because, and this is going to be a little out of order, but like it, it, there wasn't a lot of new, new stuff shown. It was a lot of little bits and pieces here and there. So the highlights of the showcase were an Aliens game, Aliens Dark Descent, now had a really good trailer until you realize at the very end, for like three seconds that it's another top-down um, either twin-stick shooter or what looks to be like top-down squad-based shooter. We already had one of these games come out last year, and it was terrible. So it's a different developer, but it also makes you wonder, how confident are is a company with a game if 99% of their trailer is a cinematic that won't be in the game or is just going to be in the opening part? And then you don't show gameplay. And it's, it says it's coming in 2023. They they should have actually not shown the gameplay at all. If, that's, if this is what it's going to be. Personal opinion. That being said, I think it looks exciting. It looks better built and looks like a better engine than what was there with the previous Alien. Was it Fireteam, I think? Um, they showed off the Callisto Protocol. Extended gameplay was more gory. Looks exciting as shit. I will not be playing this because that is way 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 too scary for me that that is not an alex title in the least that is however going to be probably a michael title <laughs> birdman will play that and he'll tell me how great it was uh modern warfare 2 was shown off uh this is the sequel to the reimagining of modern warfare so uh it looks a little better graphically but it still looks last gen and at this point why does it look why, why does it have to look like a 2015 game with slightly better graphics because they're still targeting old systems? Um, I mean, come on. That being said, we'll probably play it. Uh, I fully expect this to be a much a better experience on this, in, even in the single player mode than Vanguard was. It was really disappointing. I played Vanguard, did the the you know main game, which was the shortest Call of Duty main game I think I've ever played, and the multiplayer sucked, like full out sucked. And I know, like, we received review copies, and I was I was pretty adamant about saying, this is not a good game. Um, I was one of the, you know, people that went against the grain saying I loved Cold War because I loved the single player. And I loved the twists and turns it took and the choices and the secret endings and collectibles. and all. None of that was in Vanguard. Hopefully, this goes back to that style. Um, and it, lo it looks like it's going to have a better story. Uh, big reveal was, well, I guess big 
bit of a letdown was Bloober team is not working. And well, at least we don't know if they're, but they're not working on Silent Hill remake or, or, or game or anything. They might be, but this is not, but the game that people thought was going to be that is actually uh, Layers of layers of Fears, which is, I think, layer of fear, Layers of Fear 1 and 2 re, uh, remakes into one game using Unreal 5. And it's going to be current gen only, so no previous PS4 or Xboxes. Um, cool, but again, too scary for me, but that's going to be a Michael game. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns gets a, a release date. It's coming in October. Now, it's an XCOM-style game, but I've heard that a lot of people saying it's a card-based game or something, but they haven't really shown that. It's a lot of CGI. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It looked exciting. Gotham Knights, um, I don't know. The more they show this game, the less interested I'm becoming because they keep showing the same trailers. I, I almost feel like it should go radio silent till it's ready to release. And we'll probably check it out. Um, I don't know if we'll get review copies, but we'll, one of us will probably check it out. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is coming this coming week. Um, Birdman has confirmed to me that we should be getting a review code. We might even get two so that he and I can uh, do co-op play and do a proper dual review on that. If not, um, I may have to end up picking it up myself. And they showed that uh, there's going to be a six-player mode, which is cool. There are not a lot of games that get that nowadays. And uh, Casey Jones was shown as a playable character, which I knew he was going to be. I just was, wasn't sure if he was going to be uh, DLC or not. Uh, and that that's, you know, pretty good. It's only like a week away. Um, Saints Row showed a, a boss factory, which is the character creator mode. Super duper, like, intricate. You can do tons of things with it. <laughs> it's now the second game I've seen with dick physics. <laughs> Move over, Cyberpunk. Uh, Cuphead had... Uh, uh, the DLC Delicious Last Core shown off, which looks cool. Um, Neon White, don't give a shit. That's the one that was rumored to be uh, for a Nintendo Direct drop, but who knows? Humankind, nobody cares. Uh, Flashback 2 is going to be a 30 years in the running sequel to the, the game from back then. I thought it was Another World because Another World and Flashback have similar art styles, at least in my mind. But that looks exciting. Uh, Witchfire... Uh, was announced at the 2017 Game Awards. I forgot about that. And then I saw this and went, oh, I don't care. <laughs> but again, maybe it'll be better than what it looks like. Um, Fort Solis um, is a, just looks like a space thriller horror. Looks interesting. Uh, and the, a lot of these games now are being shown that they're, they are Unreal Engine 5 games that are going to be coming. So we're going to get the first few of them in, late in the year, probably beginning of January, we'll start seeing... Uh, Unreal 5 games. Maybe some smaller games first, but these bigger ones are coming within a year, which is nice. We're finally seeing stuff that that's just simply, like, by the use of the engine, will not be able to run on previous gen, and it's going to force people to upgrade. And, and people are like, oh, I don't want to, can't get the consoles. You know what? If you can't find the console and you don't want to spend that, you may as well just get a Series S. If you're, and if you're going to go, you know, digital, if you don't mind that, you can save a bit of money. Like, I have one for the bedroom. It's a Series S. And I use it between here and when I visit family. And then I have my my Series X. To be honest, my Series S gets a lot more use. Like in the living room, my PS5 gets more use for games. Um, and the Xbox is used for exclusives and if I have to review a bigger title. But for like random just games I want to play, I tend to play them on the Series S in 1080p mode in the bedroom because I don't care. <laughs> um there was another horror game called Routine, which looked kind of creepy. 
Uh, X-Blizzard devs announced the game Stormgate, which is a which I thought was going to be a shooter, but it's a post-apocalyptic RTS. I'm interested. It's an RTS. Uh, nothing about the trailer would say RTS. The trailer looked very bland and generic, but it's the team you know behind I think Warcraft Three and and um, Starcraft Two. So nice. Uh, they teased us by saying that we were going to get a, a sequel to a trail or to a game that was long in the running and it looked like it was going to be Dead Island, but it was Goat Simulator 3 and it's like, nah, you swerved us. Warhammer 40k, eh, not for me. Dark Tide, I know a lot of people are going to like it, but it's not for me. Um, there was the uh, One Piece RPG announced. The, that series is too strange and out there and not interesting to me but an RPG in, in the world would be if they could get an English dub. But I have a feeling it's just going to be like the fairy tale game where it wasn't dubbed and it doesn't make sense considering you have all the friggin' actors still working, you know, at like Funimation or Crunchyroll to do it. But whatever. Genshin Impact announced three games. Uh, Nightingale. Nightingale is from the veteran team uh, from Bioware that <laughs> quit over the crunch and crazy issues they had with Dragon Age Inquisition. And the move to, to uh, some of them left right then, and then some of them left when they hated how bad they were mismanaged uh, when they were making Andromeda. And then a few other people left <laughs> when they were working on Anthem, and they formed the studio. I'm not a fan of the game style. It's it's like basically a Stargate game where you're going from planet to planet, but I don't like that it's a survival game where you're having to gather resources, and I don't like that aspect. But we'll see because it's going to have a fantastic lore and visual style from those two that, and especially, especially the lore is going to be good because it's a veteran team from that worked on Dragon Age and, and, and other games from Bioware, right? So, uh, Metal Hellsinger is coming. Uh, I thought that game was already out, but it's coming. Uh, then they showed off. Uh, there was a two D two point five D side scrolling adventure game, American Arcadia, where you're trying to escape from, you know, a paradise town that won't let you leave. Cool. Um, outside of that, like, see, there's a lot of small little things here and there, but outside of that, you know, it wasn't that great. And then it, they ended the show with, in the weirdest way possible. Uh, Last of Us, uh, I guess part one, they're calling it now, uh, which is the, uh, the remake or remaster of remaster of the remaster of a game that's not barely 10 years old, uh, which I'm not too keen on now i here's the thing i've never played the games so to me it's not a bad idea it's just they're wanting you to pay 80 bucks canadian a third time for this game and the faces and visuals look a little better but it's not a new game like this should be free or it should be like 40 bucks like it, it doesn't make sense to me why they're doing this they tease they're working on another game and then they showed a concept picture of the multiplayer game and it's like, they're going to charge full price for, for the multiplayer mode that used to be free with the game. So uh, I'm not too keen on what they're doing here. Uh, and then they teased like a still frame or two and talked about the Last of Us HBO series. It was a weird way to end the show. And it was like a non-starter. It looked very awkward. Everybody felt awkward. It didn't make sense as to why this was ending the show. They should have ended the show with like the aliens uh, game reveal or something, but that was that was it. I mean, there's a couple things from here that are worth checking out. Some of the smaller titles, um, 
but other than that, this could have been a lot shorter of a show of a show overall. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I don't know, man. <laughs> so as far as, uh, yesterday that was a bit of a wash i actually took a nap after because i was not not okay with it so what i ended up doing is i woke up and then made sure i got sat down and watched the devolver digital direct countdown to countdown countdown video and as usual it was something that saved the day they saved e3 or they saved the summer game fest for me uh, and that's because the storyline of it making fun of all the acquisitions and mergers and and the I don't want to spoil too much. I think you should actually watch it. But they had a Mecha Suda 51, and Suda was on a screen that was I, nobody else seemed to get the joke that it was Max Headroom with the Max Headroom background and the shaking and, and stuttering of the character. But still, what they showed off uh, was a little more of Cult of the Lamb, which looks cool. Angerfoot, I think that was announced but had not been shown previously. And it's a first-person shooter, hyper-stylized, where a lot of the moves are, instead of punching, your melee move is a kick. And that looks pretty fun, actually. Uh, they showed Skate Story. I don't know if that was shown previously, but it's like this mesmerizing, crystalline, futuristic, dimensional, ghost-like skate skateboarding trick game. Looks kind of fun. I know Birdman will probably like that. They showed a couple other small little things. The big one out of here was the Plucky Squire, uh, which is an adventure game where you're. It looks like you're playing in a storybook. Which I, I, this has this it doesn't say it, but I think I think for the most part they're using. They got to be using like Unreal Five, even though it says it's coming to the Switch, but it's gonna play like shit on the Switch. Um, and you're playing an adventure storybook and then eventually you get to the end of the story and you jump out of the storybook and go into a 3d space where you're in the real world and anything that has art on it like bowls cups um looks like a toy chest box you can jump into the art and you play games through the art of those items um not much more was shown but it really piqued my interest and that was actually the coolest trailer of the day and that was from from uh devolver and then you know we move forward you know, fast forward to today, as of we recording this, they just finished the Netflix Geeked Week Day 5, which was their, their gaming-related stuff. And for that, uh, actually, I'll mention too, there there was um, there, there was a showcase that was like Black Creators. I only did that last year. I watched part of it, but it wasn't, it was deep dives into games that are either out or talked about other places. I'm not going to diminish it. It's just, it was a long stream and it was a lot of cool stuff that I think we're going to see elsewhere. Uh, but that is something you might want to check out as well. But uh, today there was the uh, Epic Game Store showcase, showed some games coming to the platform. Big whoop. They're games we've already seen everywhere else. I don't think that they had an exclusive announcement at all. It was all stuff that we already knew about. So we're going to skip that. Uh, but we had the Tribeca. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the Tribeca spotlight. Uh, the Tribeca showcase uh, was, it's always stuff that's more artsy or more stuff that's like cinematic and storytelling type stuff. Uh, they showed off Thirsty Suitors, a little more of that. Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, they showed off a little more on that American Arcadia um, and a couple other games. It was more deep dives. There wasn't any reveals here, but it was cool. It was it was interesting to see the creators' takes on the art of it. 
uh, especially they were showcasing games created by minorities uh, that want to represent underrepresented uh, games and cultures. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, as for the Netflix Geeked Week stuff, uh, I'll save my favorite thing to the end, but there's these are either games, because now that Netflix has a gaming division, and my brothers told me that you can actually on your phone, I haven't tried it, if you go into Netflix, they have exclusive games, mobile games to play on your phone, and I think some of that stuff is going to eventually be moving to television that'll let you use uh, like, like air controllers or maybe use your phone to control what's happening. So there's only certain types of games that you can play that way. But uh, there are there is some stuff and there is some exclusives. As far as some of the cool things they showed was there's Tekken Bloodline, which is an anime TV show that Netflix is paying for. Uh, that looks neat. And in the mobile games, there's Shadow and Bone. Destiny's an RPG based in the universe of Shadow and Bone. Uh, Too Hot to Handle, a dating sim based on the Netflix reality show. Uh, La Casa de Papel, an adventure game based on the hit show Bank Heist. The Queen's Gambit Chess, which is a chess game based on the Queen's Gambit. Uh, Wild Things Animal Adventures, a puzzle game with uh, cute animals. Uh, the Cuphead Show Season 2 was announced and shown. Uh, and then there's indie games to be revealed um, later. Like, they're going to show off more stuff later on. Lucky Luna, which is a side-scrolling platformer. Uh, Desta, Memories Between, an introspective puzzle game. Spiritfarer, which we reviewed previously. That's actually a game that would work well on the platform. Uh, Raja, uh, sorry, Raji and Ancient Epic, which is the Indian game. Uh Three games from Devolver Digital are coming over to Netflix. That's Reigns, Three Kingdoms, uh, Terra Nil, and Point P. And Point P was, I think, launched today. Uh, Dota Blood Dragon, Dragons, sorry, Dota Dragon's Blood Season 3. Uh, Sonic Prime, they had a reveal trailer. It showed Sonic going around. The animation looks pretty good. Um, not bad, actually. I was expecting to be a lot cheaper. Castlevania Nocturne got announced, which is a, a new Castlevania animated series. But the big one here... This is a big one, and it's because I just finished my replay, my full replay with all of DLC and expansions of Dragon Age Inquisition, was Dragon Age Absolution. It's a standalone show inspired by Dragon Age. Uh, the game, uh, it, what this is going to be, to me, it looks like it's, I think it looks like it's taking place partially into Vinter, which is where the next game, like, people that are talking about how they don't know, it's been so long, it's because it's been eight years um people have been speculating about the next you know dragon age 4 they're like what's it going to be called what's it going to be called well they announced years ago that the working title like there was i think joplin was the working title but it was going to be about the dread wolf so now that they revealed that the game is dread wolf and it's a direct sequel to the ending specifically the ending of uh depending on your choices that you made the ending in trespass or the final dlc expansion for inquisition you're going after the dread wolf and the very, very final cutscene from there, if you did enough stuff, was showed the Inquisition at their war table, and they throw a knife, and the knife on the war table lands in the middle of the Tinvinter Imperium. So I am a feeling that it's going to introduce some new people, you know, to the different lands, Ferelden, to Orle, to Antiva, um, and Ravain, Antiva, Ravain. There's another couple ones. Uh, the Tinvinter Imperium, um... I forget. There's a couple other ones. The free marches. There's going to be a few things that they introduce here. And this is coming in beginning of next year. So I have a prediction that it's we're going to get a season of this, maybe even two seasons, to set us up for Dragon Age 
uh, you know, for the Dragon Age to come out. I don't know if we're going to get a trilogy remaster on the consoles like we did for Mass Effect. It would be neat um, because Dragon Age Origins, I did a playthrough uh, on Xbox and it works okay, but it could really use, it could use an asset bump in quality and maybe a couple bug fixes here and there for a few missions that don't really spawn properly. Uh, as well as Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age 2 has some game-breaking bugs that will make you have to erase your save files still. Uh, I encountered it and I just wouldn't do my playthrough. Also, the PC version uh, of 1 and 2 do not support controllers, game gamepads. And that's kind of a necessary thing now because the second game was made with gamepads in, in mind. They wanted to make a console game. So it didn't even translate to keypad controls properly, or like the keyboard and mouse controls, as well as it should have on PC. So it's a game that's best played on Xbox and PlayStation. And the PlayStation, the, the servers are down. You can't import your, your old data or saves. And the there's game-breaking bugs that, that you, you can encounter. And they happen more often now in backwards compatibility modes. It's just, it's a, it's a, I've seen it. It's a fact. So, yeah. And then Inquisition... I ended up playing on PC because the Xbox version looked okay, but the PC version, I ended up playing with settings at 720p because I could set it to ultra on my computer. 1080p, I had to do medium or high, and it would get to like 50, 60 frames. Anything higher, it would drop the frames a little bit. Well, I got 60 frames locked at 720p ultra, and then the textures were set to, was it fade? Something basically the highest settings you could possibly set, something you would never have been able to run in 2014. Like, even with a high end card, because it used DirectX 11, but there was a mode that you could turn on called Mantle, which was the render engine that was experimental for AMD at the time. And that's what turned into Vulkan. Only problem is the old Mantle drivers don't exist anymore, and you actually can't, it's not backwards compatible. If you turn it on, it'll crash the game. And the advantage to Mantle was it would double your frame rate in that game or any game that was optimized to use it. So mine's having to sort of brute force it through DirectX 11, which is not as efficient as, as 10 or DirectX 10 or DirectX 12. <laughs> so either way, I just I beat all of everything there. That game, if they could, you know, switch it to, I guess, it's probably using, no, that was using Frostbite. I almost feel like if they just went back and remastered it. You could do a remaster trilogy of that. Just really up the level of detail stuff. Maybe add a couple teaser things in here and there. And they could make some money if they, if we had to have that in 2023 to hold us out till 2024, we probably are going to get Dragon Age. If you could get a TV show plus the trilogy. We saw how well the uh, Mass Effect trilogy remastered did. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, Dragon Age Absolution, that was the best thing that I saw at the Geek Week uh, announcement for uh, Netflix. And that's pretty much it for the show. That's all we're going to talk about. I'll be back. Um, let me think. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to do a quick, it might be 15, 20 minutes. It might be less. If <laughs> We'll see. Uh, because there's the Future Games Showcase. There's the, um, what is it tomorrow? Guerrilla Collective, Future Games. And what's the other one? I think it's, is it, not Humble. Um, and what is that? Let me see here. I got to look it up right now because I know that there's always a third one. 
It's is it, is it games? No, future games is games radar. Um, summer games showcases. Let's look this up. Twenty twenty two, because I know that there's. Let me see here. Uh, summer game showcases. Uh, no, I don't want that. I want the schedule. Schedule for this. Because. Let's see here. Okay. So. Um, future games. There's more than that, though. There's more than future games. There's something else tomorrow. Um, summer gaming schedule. Future games. We complete 2022. Guys, summer games. Okay. Um. Okay, that's right. It's so tomorrow it's going to be the Gorilla Collective, uh, Wholesome Games Direct, which I don't expect to be have a ton of stuff, um, and the Future Games Show. So I'll probably cover that in one little swoop on my own, and then Sunday will be. We'll try to get it out the same day, if we can, uh, and that's going to be the. Xbox and Bethesda and PC games gaming show because those are together. Uh, the next day there's another Gorilla Collective thing, which is like an extended thing. We're not going to do that, uh, but there is the Capcom showcase. So the Capcom one we might just save till we do our discussion on the whole thing. We might save that till the end of the week because there are still rumors that. Sony did already did their thing. They're not going to show anymore unless they do a direct thing for a specific game, which I don't see happening. But what I do see happening is a Nintendo Direct probably midweek. Plus, the Xbox Game Showcase is going to have an extended thing where they show off a little more. So we'll do that a little separately. But yeah, and then as far as the main show goes, I'm probably going to record it early, uh, at least some of the segments. And we'll have that out at the regular time. It's going to be a shorter show with only a couple new segments on each because there's a lot of gaming stuff that I have to watch and get used to. Uh, hopefully next year, <laughs> unlike the last two years, three years, uh, Birdman will be well enough to do the co-hosting with me. And for a couple that maybe we'll watch them live together and we can have, we can be recording our, maybe we can even work on a way to like, we're not going to necessarily live stream it, but maybe we could um, be watching live and have our live takes on it i'll bring my portable recorder with me and so we don't have to interrupt the computer or anything and we can just capture our live reactions and, and discuss it that way as it happens for some of the the bigger ones and that's saying if there's a big xbox one or if there's a big e3 schedule maybe we'll do some visits and work something out that way but that'll be fun because it's been we haven't done that since i think 2018 or 2019 so that would be I th actually, I think it was 2018, the last time we were together watching them. So that, that'll be fun. Maybe we'll see if we can do that. But that's that's going to be it. Uh, as far as anything else coming up on the, the shows this week, it's going to be uh, more of our regular schedule stuff. So more Earth versus Soup. We're going to have uh, another Stargate SG Twig on Saturday. We're going to have, uh, I think this week, we're going to have a we might have because we want to get some of them we might have another future imperfect but if not that we'll have a new episode of loose cannon that we recorded before birdman's surgery so that's it i will be back tomorrow uh hopefully everybody has a good time and if there's anything you want to check out or if you have more questions about 
we saw our opinions on it you know hit us up feedback at thisweekingeek.net uh thisweekingeek on twitter at deathface twig or the website you can hit me up that way alex at thisweekingeek.net and uh we'll see what's coming it's been kind of a week week start other than the sony stuff and a couple little sparkles of light here and there but we will see what the you know weekend has in store for us all the hope lies with you xbox and then probably not it's probably going to be nintendo that saves the day again like they have the last two years but that's it i'll be back tomorrow considered a rational thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.